Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome again, everybody. Mm-hmm. We are back. We are indeed. With another First Thoughts yes, for the episode entitled, Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any Kung Fu tonight. No. No Bruce Lee. <laughs> right. But definitely there was a lot of dragons. There, there was definitely a lot of talk about dragons, and one in particular. Yes, indeed. And at the top of our episode here, I do want to thank everyone who has gone to our support page at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support mm-hmm. and chose how they want to support us. We really, really, really appreciate it. There's a couple of ways, and I thank you for that. So let's go ahead and dive into our thoughts about Enter the Dragon. This is podcast episode number 267. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 267. Seven. What did you think? I loved it. Okay. There were so many great moments in tonight's episode. There were a couple of points where I was like, mm, okay. But honest to God, overall, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a great episode. They are filling in little gaps mm-hmm. with little things that we kind of assumed. Right, right. Well, Regina studied just with Rumpel oh. for all that time, and there was never any. And some may take issue Mm-hmm. With these little facets or moments that were they're kind of filling in with mm-hmm. certain things, but I I actually think they're doing a pretty good job. Oh yeah. So, well, I mean, the other thing yeah. that was interesting to find out was that Regina found Maleficent's book of spells right. in her mother's things. Yes, ma'am. So right. Maleficent was teaching other people, Cor- including yeah. Cora. Cora comes back again, you know, mentioning <laughs> different things happening. So Cora's still with us in a way. So she'll never go away. Yeah. The the themes I kept getting in tonight's mm-hmm. episode yeah. was the old gang initiations. Oh yeah. And proving yourself mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. And also I got a little picture of James Cagney. And the movies, he is movies of the 30s, like Angels with Dirty Faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what what other one? But Angels with Dirty Faces is one he played uh, Rocky Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the main one. But he, he did a bunch of these gangster movies, gangster movies mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. So yeah. Yeah. I, I got a lot of, even the way that Maleficent was dressed. Kind of reminded me of that kind of gangster thing, but you had another idea oh, very about much. how she was yeah. dressed. When I first saw her in the Granny's Diner with the hat and the blouse and the pencil skirt and the coat, immediately I went to Elsa Schneider, mm. who was in um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yep. yep, she was the spy, the double agent, which was kind of funny because in this case, it's actually Regina who was the double agent, right. So that made it real interesting for me, anyway. True. I mean, I, her hair, everything, just really reminded me of Elsa. But there was definitely a an air of thirties, whether it's thirties, forties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Return, or I'm sorry, uh, Raiders Last, films, or 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, Regina, meeting the new gang outside mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the the library. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was just kind of interesting. There was a lot of this idea of doing things at night and doing mm-hmm. things in secret, kind of like a bad kid sneaking out of the window oh, yeah. and, and, and all Teenagers. this kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of that I kept picking up tonight. Definitely, when Maleficent was talking about, is there? She she said there was far worse crimes mm-hmm. than because Regina was like, "Well, look, I I hope you're not mad at me." And she goes, "No, no, no. There's far worse crimes I'm upset about <laughs> than that." Yeah, trapping so, me in dragon form for thirty years really not the worst of it. <laughs> And yet, that was all we knew. Right. Uh, for a long time, sure. that's all she ever said. It's like, well, I mean, because remember how she told Snow? She goes, mm-hmm. I I trapped her differently. Mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, so. Right. I brought her over in different form. Yes. You know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, no, um, it was very interesting. That whole scene in the diner with the ladies and, you know, the whole drinking themselves under the table. And, yeah, it just felt very much like. Bad girls. Are you a bad girl? And right. when she took the shot, I was like, okay, is this going to be a truth serum or is this going to be just a shot? And apparently it was one of many because they apparently drank everything out of Granny's Diner, alcoholic content-wise. So, again, it was the initiation. There was sure. a lot of levels to it. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. Sure, sure. And then we see a, f- a flashback with Regina mm-hmm. interacting with the whole idea of snow is perfect and has, she has a perfect horse. Mm-hmm. and. And all this kind of thing. And even though last the last episode we we were dealing with this idea that even if someone is born a hero, quote unquote, and that's their destiny, mm-hmm. they have the ability to be all good or all bad or a little bit of both or whatever they choose. Mm-hmm. But Rumpelstiltskin said about Snow White, good fortune lands in her lap. Correct. So anyway, we're, we're kind of going back to the whole destiny it's like a single path instead of a choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he he did notice that she had Maleficent's spell book, and we've already kind of talked about that. Right. But he knew just right off the top, because he's probably seen them all. Oh, sure. And dealt well, with them all. I'm curious to know whether Maleficent had her powers before Rumpel got his. Hmm. Is she that old, or has she, did she get hers after the fact? Was she a student of Rumpel's? Or was she a student of maybe a previous dark one? See, uh, and I, I, we will probably find more of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. As time goes on. Yeah. What was Maleficent looking for when she burnt down the forest and made it a wasteland? What What was her... We never really understood why. No, I, I don't think we got the reason why. I, I think, you know, did she do it because as was said in The Dark Knight, some people just want to watch the world burn. Right. I mean, literally and figuratively. Or was it that she was really, truly looking for something? We don't know. Yes. And... Well, I mean, by the time we saw her, that kind of gave an explanation. Right. Do you know what I mean? When we finally saw Regina get inside the castle... I mean, the fact, I thought it was very amusing that Rumpel made her turn around and look in the mirror, and then all of a sudden it became a video screen or a portal. portal. Yeah, yeah, to look at. Mm-hmm. 
and she still hadn't gone through all those lessons yet. So that was kind of an interesting, you know, little. It it was a bit that. of <clears throat> it was a bit of, and I wrote on the next page, Karate Kid. I'd, I would also say a bit of Star Wars in that the student gets frustrated with the process and the training mm-hmm. and starts to question the the, the, the master, mm-hmm. the yeah. teacher. Why isn't this happening faster? I need. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And. It, it's it, it was really Regina really had a, a, a lot of guts yeah, she did. to say, if you can't train me, then I want to go to the person who is using this book. I want to go to Maleficent. Mm-hmm. That's quite a for someone as powerful to say. And I think she was kind of goading him a lot as a well. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. To say, if you can't if you can't teach me then I'm going to go to somebody else who can. And that kind of a thing. So sure. I, that was very interesting that she kind of used a manipulation that he was so good at against him. And he said, sure, she can turn herself into a, into a dragon. A bit showy, but, you know, I'm the one that knows all. And- but do you really think that he was, you know, stepping aside? You don't think he actually planned all this he had to have because he needed maleficent later on right right it was all part of the plan he had to get maleficent in there into the mix how was he going to do that she was kind of hopped up on things that take the edge off and um i think he planned it he planted the seed in regina's head she magically found that stuff and you know the book and her mother's stuff right Something tells me if it was really that critical or that important, Cora would have hidden it. So the fact that she found that book in her mother's things, the fact that she got frustrated because Rumpel wasn't you know, moving along fast enough, that was all part of his plan. He's the most patient person I've ever seen. And that I, was the other thing is he was, he was preaching to her patience as a virtue. Right. Big time. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because they're not virtuous at all. They're evil, right? True, they're, true. They're villains, and that's the whole point is they don't, they're not supposed to be virtuous. But he was telling her, look, don't – you know, you've been given the gift of time. Don't run away from it because if you do, you're going to be really sorry. So basically, in a nutshell, patience is a virtue. And, you know, another Star Wars reference is that Obi-Wan was trying to teach Anakin to not rush into battle. Let's take him together. Let's do this together. It's like, no, I'm doing it now. Right. And he rushed in. And even even Yoda was worried about Luke mm-hmm. saying, you rush to face Vader. You know, you need to really learn to be patient and to get your training. And, th- and that's kind of what Rumpel was saying. Look, I know you want revenge. I know you want this. But mm-hmm. it's... There's a timetable, basically. You need to learn. It's not the right time. You want to rush and get it done now. So it was, it was very interesting. Even with, quote-unquote, evil villain characters, mm-hmm. there's still truths that are true. Well, <laughs> that, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, let's look at this. If you rush something, chances are good you're going to miss very important little details. That will help you accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And that's good or evil. doesn't matter what we're talking about here. I'm just saying, in general, if you are pursuing something and you rush into it, you're going to miss something really important that may make or break that whole thing. 
there, and there's something to be said about being prepared. And that Absolutely. There's, a, there's training, but there's also just just being prepared, talking to someone who's done it before. There's all these different edges of things. But when you fly off the handle on a whim, right? Because you're in such a rush to get something done, you're going to end up with a less than satisfactory outcome. Right. You may still accomplish what it is you're trying, but there will be a hollowness to it because it's now done and over with. I mean, it's that whole thing of um, <laughs> Princess Bride when he says, now what will you do now that you've you know ven- avenged your father, killed this six-fingered man? What are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. I've been in the you know revenge game so long. I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, you know, you might want to consider being a pirate. Mm-hmm. You know, he was honestly not sure what he was going to do with himself. Because he didn't think that far ahead. If he'd planned a little better, if he'd really thought it through, then he could have, you know, planned his future. But, I mean, I know that's kind of a fringe well, scenario, right. but I think it is the same principle. Is if you don't think through everything, you might get what you're looking for, but then you're stuck with the aftermath. And sometimes that's harder to deal with than what you're, you know, what you wanted in the first place. And passion's a fuel. It's not a direction. It, it doesn't help you get to the end right it only fuels something Mm -hmm. and it only fuels part of the way so i felt really bad for regina Mm -hmm. because regina was actually we know she's a double agent but there were two sides of her her friends the charmings Mm -hmm. emma even hook Mm -hmm. they care about her yeah and they want to make sure she's going to be okay yeah and it is kind of like if someone has stopped doing something like drinking, like drugs, something like that, and going back into that environment. Yeah. It's very, people are worried. Yeah. Are you sure you should be going meeting someone at a bar or at a whatever, at right. a whatever? Right. And on the other hand, Regina has to prove she's evil to these people. And now she's going to start hurting people that she's really gained trust with. Sure. And burning a cop car, you know, later on, you know, hurting uh, Pinocchio. She's really worked hard to get. I I know, I know. She had to. But again, at this point, he's not hurt. Right. But anyway, the whole thing of what she had to do, which was kidnap a child. Mm -hmm. I know that graded on her. Right. Uh, You you could see her struggling with it, but she knew that was the only way to get their trust in order to find out what they're doing in order to stop them. Which, again, it's funny because I still firmly feel that Regina, you know, I hope I'm not being lulled into a false sense of security with this, but I do believe that Regina really, truly has turned over a new leaf and is completely not interested in being evil. Right. And she's working that to her advantage, having been evil, now in order to really do a good thing. You know what I mean? For her to really truly be a hero, she's having to break the rules like she told Emma. You know, they, they took a play, you know, playbook, a page from our playbook. Right. They're working together. Now yes. we've got mm-hmm. to take one from theirs and we've got to break rules. Right. And, and that is the truth. That is, I've heard that a number of times. In order to be a villain, it's it's harder to be a villain than it is to be a hero because the, with a with a hero, you have to constantly be thinking about everyone else. With a villain, you don't have to care about anything. You break rules all the time. There are right. no rules. And that's that's why it's easier for villains to get away with so much more than you know the heroes do. So, I mean, this is a tough 
this really is a tough place for Regina to be in because she's trying to prove that she is a hero. She's trying to change her fate, her destiny, her story, and have it be a good one and have a happy ending because, you know, she wants that. And, and she feels she deserves it. And I don't see why not. I mean, she she should have that. And then you've got on the, you know, she's trying to prove again, not only to herself, but to everyone else that she's good, but now she's got a double cross in a manner of speaking to go, you know, fight on the side of evil in order to actually come out the hero. It's a, it's a sticky wicket. Yes. So there are all these little tasks that the Queens of darkness want her to do to prove herself as being evil. Like don't stop the train. Which Don't was, be a hero. Yeah, which was kind of funny because I'm right. going, what would have happened if she hadn't? The train would have hit the car and they would have all died and then that would have been the end of that? Come on. Somebody would have rescued. They would have, one of them would have rescued them. But they knew she would do that, right? They right. had to have known. So, but I, I also have to tell you that, oh, okay, so personal property destruction is their initiation, their big initiation into the evil stuff? Right. Come on, kids, really? But again, it, it reminds me of a Kids. youth gang. Youth gang, yeah. That's that's exactly let's, right. Let's start a fire. Let's go get drunk. Let's yeah. let's yeah. go over sit on the railroad track. Play chicken with play the train. Chicken. See? Yeah. It's it's all those type of yeah. things. And I'll bet you you listen to any interviews about this episode with Adam and Eddie and mm-hmm. they they will bring that up. Oh, yeah. Guarantee you. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to kind of watch that whole thing. And then let's talk about Maleficent. When Regina goes to her castle, mm-hmm. hearing all these amazing stories about her power and this and that, mm-hmm. and we basically get to see Maleficent as a washed-up has-been addict, addict of a evil character, mm-hmm. and it was really kind of sad to see. Yeah. It reminded me of like the Bella Lugosi in mm-hmm. Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, those type of characters yeah. who were so strong and on top of everything. And then you see them later on in life. Uh, Hollywood is full. Well, not full. Hollywood has these type of tragic stories oh, yeah. of people who have been on top of the world. And then later on are just hooked on something and just wasting away addiction is a very very dangerous thing it it's unfortunate and it's one of those things where you you i, I don't even know what to say because it, it is it's, right. it's very it's a very difficult thing to to deal with and th- honestly she reminded me of a washed up rock star yeah yeah definitely a rock star and and i'll never forget and, and i'm i'm gonna tie this in i remember it was at a, a tough point in my life, and I, I went to go see The Lion King. And there's certain times when you go see certain movies or hear a certain song at a certain point in your life, and it's very pivotal. Mm-hmm. And I remember when uh, Mufasa said, remember who you are. Mm-hmm. And it was really important for me at that time to hear that. And that's exactly what Regina told Maleficent. Yeah. Look, you need to wake up. You know, you're, you're trying to medicate yourself with this, you know, toadstool and you know, uh, sea water and, and the drop, of, drop the- of the sleeping curse and all this just to kind of dull your your pain and, and, and all this. But you need to remember who you are. That kind of woke her up. But she said, I, I, just give up. Give this whole idea of this revenge that yeah. you keep talking. Just give it up. Yeah. It's not worth even, even, even thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, and yet there was one thing that Regina really focused on. Mm-hmm. And it was actually 
pretty interesting. The tree that was still burning that was not consumed. Mm-hmm. That was a sign mm-hmm. to Regina that there is still something that's alive. The ember, if you will, Sparking. to spark, mm-hmm. to get her back to where she was. Yeah. And I, I thought it was very incredible. And I know we're skipping around, but it was an incredible moment where Regina tried to do what she could do with magic to defend herself and unfortunately destroy Stefan's army, at least one guy. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for Maleficent to say, you believe in me, which is another theme of this show. Sure, Absolutely. And then later on, Maleficent said, if you hadn't done that, you reminded me of who I was. Thank you for that. So Regina... I think, to me, is more powerful mm-hmm. than Rumpel, mm-hmm. more powerful than Maleficent, mm-hmm. because she can come in to these teachers and revive and rekindle who they are and remind them. Right. That's a that's a powerful thing. So it was really neat to see that whole culmination of what transpired early on. Yeah. That was a, it was a really good insight into their relationship and how they became quote unquote friends, so to speak. And we did see the the pricking the fing, the finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel right, with this her, concoction to her, dull her pain. I mean, it was kind of like a heroin addict. She mm-hmm. did it twice while in that whole scene that I could see. Yep. So I mean, that's the that's the sad part is that she was. She was so unhappy that she just resorted to she it was funny because they totally made her look like an 80s rock star. Her crimped hair, very 80s. True. And uh <clears throat> very very sad, you know, kind of like a a really unfortunately very typical VH1 behind the music episode. It's kind of what it reminded me of a little bit. I'm pretty sure that that cabin that we saw is that same cabin mm-hmm. yeah. where old Mo French got oh, caned. Yeah. And that's where uh, the Snow and Charming, I think they had a kiss mm-hmm. in there. And also there was a questioning. I think almost Emma, kissed. Almost kissed. Yeah. But Emma questioned gold there. Something yeah. like there. There was three things that well, happened yeah. at that cabin. Well, Emma going into that cabin was part of the Mo French thing. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah. there's there's two basic things. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that that was that interior that they used on the on the set. Uh, yeah. 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 So, but anyway, again, we hear war. In Storybrooke. Yeah. And we've heard war before. It hasn't been really incredibly amazing. But, you know, mm. they said war is coming. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but I kept thinking, I, I wrote this down, is Regina getting set up by all these different things that they're telling her? I wasn't sure if they were being honest with her. That's so. the tough part. Are they being honest with her? Or are they not being honest with her? And that's where I kind of feel like they are to a certain point because they really want to see just how far she'll go with it. So in the flashback, we saw that Maleficent was using this concoction to kind of dull her pain. And then in the present day, she was handing Regina to aspirin. Right. So in a way... Nothing really wrong with aspirin, but it was kind of interesting. No, but yeah. yeah. So then Maleficent told 
Regina in a bit of a James Cagney kind of gang way. She goes, I have a job for you. Yeah. Almost yeah. almost very godfatherish and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Well, sure. So, and they were talking to Emma and Regina said they want to shift the balance. And we, we've talked about that before. That's the one thing that these evil magician people, they want to do. They want to shift the balance because mm-hmm. the boundaries that they're using, they don't like. Right. So, all right. So they have this magical car now that Cruella has enchanted to drive by itself. <laughs> uh, an incredible car, but well, now it drives by itself. Apparently I, now that means that uh, Cruella's powers of persuasion are not limited to. That's true. Yeah. Live creatures. They're also apparently very effective on inam- inanimate objects. And so we see a scene in Granny's after she's cleaned up all the mess from all the drinking and mm-hmm. whatever. So we see Hook, Bell, and Will. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's ever a tense group, that's that's it. Because you've got Killian and you've got Will sitting next to each other. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Not not a good situation for sure. And so... Well, did you notice he kind of hip-checked him a little bit there? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny, actually. So Killian said, I need to talk to you, Belle, privately. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know at the time, but definitely this is part of the whole setup of oh, yeah. everything that kind of went down. Yeah. I I wonder where Killian was that whole time. That's what I want to know. So... <clears throat> But I thought it was very interesting when they were talking and they brought up probably what we're all worrying about, too, is that where's the dagger? Yeah. Where'd you hide the yeah. dagger? No, I, I hid the dagger pretty well. Yeah, but he would know where you would hide the dagger. So you better give it to me because I, I know how to hide treasure. Right. If you want to so, know how to hide buried treasure, right? seek a pirate because they know how to hide it very well. They're not to seek it, actually, which is funny because actually, if you thought about it, pirates don't typically hide the treasure. They go seeking the treasure. That's right. So the, yeah, very good. And she could have brought that up. But anyway, I think she was kind of, Mental I guess, pain. happy that someone was interested and Maybe. wanted to help her. Maybe. She, she's, in a, she's in a new relationship. She's call. in a transitional period of time, I guess. Sure. That's what they sure. call it. Yeah. All right. So. This magical car now is taking Maleficent and Regina to this other thing that she has to do to prove her evilness Mm -hmm. in this new gang that she's a part of. Mm -hmm. And so they go to Geppetto's garage. Marco's. Marco's garage. Workplace. And Emma's tailing Regina. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. It was almost like a sitcom. What are you doing here? It's like, no, I'm worried about you. You know, you be just. You need to get out of here. I'm trying to. I mean, it was. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. It still is just hilarious. It was though. pretty funny. It was quite amusing. I felt bad because the minute Regina walked into the workshop, Pinocchio got very, very scared, right. and rightfully so because last time he saw her, she was pretty angry at him. But Marco was fine because he knew what was gonna. He, you know, he had had the apology scene with her and then she put them both under the sleeping spell and i'm like oh crap and you could see she just dreaded doing it just absolutely dreaded doing it and uh and then that was when regina or 
Emma comes in and, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine at some point Charming me having to arrest her? And then the list of things, you know, you were you were a part of the the burning of the cop mm-hmm. car, yeah, and the grannies and the kidnapping mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So the so we talked about Maleficent. I was actually interested. I was interested that she almost turned into a dragon, but couldn't. Right. There was something right. blocking her that wasn't allowing her to well, do that. I mean, hi, she had just. Giving herself a dose of you know, okay, all right. And I wonder who taught her to do that. Maybe Rumpelstiltskin. Maybe to keep her occupied or maybe. unoccupied. I yeah, guess maybe. So Emma really found out the hard way that Regina really is kind of going in whole hog. She left her phone because she right. was trying to call her. She, no, no, she no, she out. wasn't trying to call her. She was trying to track her. Right, right, and, right. And she hadn't moved. And so Emma couldn't leave the building. So she went outside and realized this hasn't moved for a yeah. really long time. There's something wrong. And that's when she saw the phone on the ground where Regina had left the message. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And Emma, of course, is mad. But I get why she did that. Because, again, it comes back to, look, I've got this. I can handle this. And having you trail me is not going to be a good thing for any of us. It will it will give things away. So I it was the reveal mm-hmm. of Hook being gold. Oh my god. I knew that there was something afoot. And oh. then cuz at first I thought because Bell had on the like Jedi hood mm-hmm. kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and that's a lost thing they did out with Charlie a lot. Yeah, yeah. When Charlie was going dark, they put the hood up and right, all that, right. so it was a little signal. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at her, I went, "Oh no, she's gold." And then I said, "No, wait a minute, he's gold." Yeah. Because we've seen this whole shape shift thing a lot. It's happened a bunch. We have, yeah. You know, Cora and all mm-hmm. that and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, the fact that he borrowed Killian's face and body to trick Belle into revealing the location of the dagger. Belle was a little questioning at first. And I love the fact that, you know, at first you kind of go, she's got to know. How does she not know? Mm-hmm. But again, really good at that cloaking thing. And then when she, when he recommended, well, if he's here, why don't you just use the dagger and command him to show himself to you? And then when she said, come and face me, and nothing happened, I knew right then and there, I'm like, OMG. This is the old bell that, that we got frustrated with. Far too trusting, yeah. Because far too trusting, but not making decisions and not really kind of stepping out on her own. And calling the shots. Yeah. She was accepting shots that were... That sounds bad. She was accepting people's input right. to her instead yeah. of saying, no, 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 I no, I, 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 got this. She could have said, I hit it pretty well. Just step. Leave me alone. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need your help. Yeah. You know, but she went along with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, right into his clutches. 
Yeah, so. yeah, she did. That was that was quite well, just such a great twist. That was one of the things I loved about this whole episode was just the little twists and turns here and there that were were pretty fantastic. And that was probably the best one of all. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know what to think about the whole pirates oath thing. I don't know if he was doing some other kind of little flim flam no, thing or no. I think in essence he was. <coughs> He was wanting to have a moment with her. You know what I mean? Connection with her. Right. Well. It seems like they did that once before. Not that particular thing, but where, you know, she touched his heart and he touched hers or she put her. Mm. At one point when they were, when he was trying to, you know, I'm not good for you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. When she was trying to convince him that she loved him kind of a thing. Yeah. I have to go back and look at that. But. It seems like that was something that they had done before. Mm-hmm. So, so we we get down to and gold as Killian was starting asking questions about. Well, so are you over Rumple? Well, mm-hmm. what is who's this Will guy? What's this all about? Right. And when it really got down to it, she said, "Will makes me smile." Yeah, and he, I think, very honestly said, "I'm glad." Because I think he really, I mean, look, he was a rotten scoundrel. Right. He still loves her. He treated her horribly, but he still loves her and he still wants her to be happy. I mean, I believe firmly Killian said it right a long time ago, a few episodes ago, before Rumpel even came to town, that, you know what, despite everything, he still loves you. Yeah. So, I mean... He does. It's just, and I think that that was him, you know, kind of saying, well, all right, if it can't be me, I guess I'm just happy that you're happy. He wants her back, but he's got to figure out a way to make it happen. I don't know how he's going to do that. Because once he does something, see, this is where it always amazes me. Rumpel doesn't think through for himself what the consequences are of doing what he's doing. He thinks that he can just, you know, the power will save him of, you know, any kind of repercussions. And he ends up getting into bigger scrapes than ever because he doesn't think it through, yet that's exactly what he preaches to Regina and everybody else he comes in contact with. Right? And I always say that he is a patient man, but you don't you don't think it he's, all through for he, sure. There's, there's a difference between being patient and being being patient for good and being patient for evil. Right. Right? Because we've seen some pretty evil characters who have just bided their time until some, you know, moment when they could do their worst. And it may have taken years, you know, plotting for years and years and years, and finally, you know, it comes to fruition. And being evil, if you're really, really good at it, it takes a long time. Regina is in the crucible. She is really in a spot where... She is going to be tested beyond mm-hmm. yeah. anything. And I actually initially thought that Emma would be tested. And I'm not saying Emma won't be, I, but I think this is Regina's time. I think Emma will be, but here's what I think will end up happening is that Emma will infiltrate as well to help keep an eye on Regina. Right, I thought that right. the, that was one of the first things I thought when Regina had revealed, you know, to Emma what was going on when they were all confronted, you know, confronted her in the library. And she's like, uh, seriously guys, this is not discreet. 
the conversation between her and Emma, I realized at that moment in time, there's a very real possibility that what we've seen as Emma potentially going dark is only, it would only be a temporary thing because again, if she was ensured to be the savior, her going dark would be theoretically an impossibility. Yeah. Okay. But she has the potential for it nonetheless. And she has the background being a bail bonds person of, I mean, she said it a number of times. I know how to, you know, pretend I know how to, you know, lie to get through blah, blah, blah. So she was like, I'll do it. You know, I thought it was interesting. She wants to jump on board, but I think she's trying so hard to protect Regina. And I think that's an interesting little twist in their relationship, you know? Well, I, I always bang the same drum comparing Emma and Regina between now and season one. Oh, yeah. Light years apart. Yeah, night, night and day difference. And it's really cool. I don't have a lot of friends. And so I see these things about friendship and it's like, if you're going down that hill, mm-hmm. I'm going to go down with you Sure, because we're friends. That's right. just the way it is. Right. And it was almost that kind of a thing as Regina said, no, I got this. And Emma's going, no, are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm going to make we sure are, you're going to be okay. We are we're friends. I told you again, mm-hmm. the noble, honest person I told you I was in on Operation Mongoose. I'm in with you now. Yeah. I am not going to let you go in there by yourself right. and, and get into trouble, and I can't help you. And I would imagine that she's going to have to answer for leaving her phone. Yeah. So She will. Regina's having a tough spot, but let me get to Rumple here. Mm-hmm. Is Rumple is going is seeing what he should be mm-hmm. by watching Regina. Because Regina has the power, mm-hmm. she has the stuff, right? But she's understanding that being a good person, you can still be you, but be a good person as well. Sure. Even if you were an evil queen, drop the e and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be an interesting. Con- Remember the conversation he had with her in the car? Yeah, yeah. I wish you this type of happiness. Maybe one day you'll have it. I think there's going to have another conversation between her and him. Yeah. That on the opposite end. Yeah. I would see, I Rumpel, would see that coming. You need to learn to appreciate what you have right in front of you. You don't do it. You want power. You want something over the hill. You want something over there. But you've got something right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And you've lost it. Mm-hmm. Will, you know, made her smile, took it away. So, I mean, I'm I'm really, that's what I'm looking uh, forward to. Yeah, yeah. So the reveal of Rumpel's back in town mm-hmm. to Regina. Mm-hmm. Regina was shocked, but she kind of hit it pretty well and kind of went along with, okay, all right. And so they bring in the little Pinocchio, and then he changes the little Pinocchio to, oh, my <gasps> oh, favorite. August. August, my favorite. I love Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. but August was my favorite sage of all sages, trying to help Emma and all that. And I love that the title, Enter the Dragon, mm-hmm. and I remember the dragon character mm-hmm. with August and all oh, that yeah, yeah. when he went to the hospital and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So that was just fantastic. It's so good to see him. And from the promo, we'll see a little more. I know. I'm excited. It's like to me. I'm excited. So 
And then Regina learned about this whole sleeping curse mm -hmm. that it's better than death. Yes. So she put the horse that was giving all the awards to Snow to sleep for 400 years. Yeah. I thought it was just for 800 years. Okay. Yeah. Might have been 400. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 400 years. Either way, for 800 years or 400 years, either way, it right. was, the intent was take away the thing she loves. And that's without killing it because then that makes it even – I mean, once something is dead, gone from you, you can move on from it. But when it's – when it's still kind of there and you can't have it, makes it, it makes people go a little crazy. I want to talk about one more thing, and then we'll do a little housekeeping, and then we're done. Is I'm not a hater, mm -mm. but I'm just going to say this. The person who I think is really causing all of this havoc, who, who do you think it is? We know it's Rumple. No. No. It's Snow White. Oh. Because she pushed Regina yeah. into going with the Queens of Darkness. Yeah. And yeah. at some point, she will have to reveal. Because she doesn't want to do it because it will crush Emma. Right. She's worried about how Emma is opening up now mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. Killian. This whole gold little flim flammy thing going on. I don't know how that's going to affect it. Mm -hmm. But I thought we learned in Neverland, keeping a secret is not a good idea. No. Ask Killian. Ask Charming about right. that. Right. He kept telling him, you better tell the truth. Tell the people that love you. Yeah. So, I mean, Emma is almost forced to go bad whether she realizes this or not once she finds out it's way it's oh my way gosh worse. it's gonna be way worse so it's again it's again that whole thought process of you think to yourself okay if they found this out about me they would probably be un, be unhappy and i don't want them to be unhappy so i gotta make sure they don't ever find out right but the problem is is that in order to make sure they don't find out you end up making things 10 times worse than if you just tell them and take your lumps. People usually will forgive you something that may kind of take you down a peg or two in their eyes, but the, if they love you enough, truly love you, they will forgive you for that thing, right? If they care about you at all, and if it's really, you know, if you're if you're truly penitent, uh, repentant actually, it, it, it's one of those things that you can kind of, yeah, it's going to be bumpy for a little while, but you get past it. But but what's happening now, you're right. Snow is kind of causing all of this. And the longer that she doesn't admit and tell the truth, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Especially it because just, Emma got so frustrated that she was the savior. She didn't want to right. be the savior. That was not her choice. She was born into it. And the problem is, is that... When she finds out that actually she should have had the choice and that her parents took that choice away from her, that she's basically forced into who she is. They've, right. they've ensured that she is a certain way. That is not going to sit well with her. Yeah. And and again, she'll probably, she'd probably get over it. But once she realizes what they've done to protect her from that secret... yeah. It's going to be way worse. Do you remember when Mary Margaret was uh, seeing David right. during the whole Catherine thing? 
and how she was treated. Oh, yeah. Just buckle up. Oh, yeah. When that secret's out. Oh, dude. dude. How everyone is going to, you know. So, like I said, I'm not a hater. In the end, it's going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, the longer she waits to tell the truth. Right. To basically in on everybody. Yeah. The worse it's going to be. Right. And so all these other things, putting these other people in harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. What if Regina does turn? That's on snow. That is on snow. I mean, that and what if snow. what if Emma and Regina turn? Oh, dude, that's on snow. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're gone, you know, under the dark side, it'll be too late. Right, right. You know, Snow will tell her, and then Emma will probably look at her and say, "Yeah, I expected it from you." You know, because all this time she keeps saying, "My parents are holding stuff from me that I." I'm not getting the truth out of Killian. Something's going on. Yeah. They don't see. They're trying to protect her too much and not not giving her the benefit of the doubt that she would be able to handle difficult information, so to speak. Right. You know, I I love my family. We've talked about this before. I love my family. But frequently what happens is somebody has a problem, medical, they get hurt or whatever, and they end up in the hospital. And I don't find out about it until – it's already been done and over with. Right. And I'm, I get really frustrated. I'm like, seriously, well, we just didn't want to bother you. Bother me with it. You're my family. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you? And, and they're better about it because I've told them, I've said, it's worse for me to find out after the fact than if you just tell me up front. Yeah, it's going to upset me and I might, I'm going to worry, but because that's the other thing. We don't want to worry you. We yeah. don't want to bother you. We don't want to worry you. Okay, let me worry because I'd rather be a little worried and be able to do something about it and, you know, pray or send good thoughts or however, you know, that sort of thing. I would much rather be in that position where I could kind of, you know, at least pitch in and help out than after the fact and feel not like I'm a, you know, like I'm not part of, you know, what's going on. So I I totally get where Emma is probably going to come from. You know, she's probably going to say, you should have told me. And none of this would have happened. We would have been so much better off without all this drama. You know, if you had just told me it would have sucked and I would have been mad, but at least at the same time, you know, I could have gotten past it. Have you ever related to a TV show like this before? Talked about it and then found these things in the show that you relate to? It's it's like there've been, uh, there been other shows that are similar. Actually, Lost. Right. There were a lot of you know things what I related to in Lost. Um, yeah. Cat cast from the same. Sure. Yeah. And but, that's that's right. you know that's the point. But I mean, there have been other shows where I've said, oh, those people are like you know I wish they were my friends or I wish they were my family or I wish they you know not my I don't want to replace my family. Right. But you know what I mean. I wish I kind of that we had behaved like that growing up or whatever. And. There have been times where I've, you know, felt like I understood, you know, characters or whatever. But yeah, having the emotions and having the just the the, the intense feelings that I've had during this show, I haven't had anything like that. That's why I love doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. That's why I love this show. Yeah, it's because I see me. I think about things differently. I I see things that I don't ever want to do. And that I have mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. and I yep. I get it, I understand it, yeah. and it, it's just it, it's really a lot of fun. It is, and I, I, a bit of housekeeping. 
We had a wild, full weekend, and (laughs) we we will be recording the Unforgiven main show sometime this week, and then we will record the Enter the Dragon main show more than likely next Saturday. Right. So we are going to get back on schedule, and I just wanted to let you know that. So until we record these main shows... I just want to thank you all for listening, and I also want to thank you for going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support, checking that out. There's also some other links that you're going to hear in the end portion. I want to send big love out to everybody, and if you have this horrific cold, I send bigger love than you could possibly There's, There's a nasty one that's going around. It is really bad. Like so many people we know, yeah. So... I send good health to you and big love. And remember, mm-hmm. big love is so big, you can't keep it all yourself. Take what you need and pass on the rest to somebody else. Because that really, I've seen it work. That's yeah. what makes life worth living. It's true. It's absolutely true. So until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen and little lady over there sleeping, mm-hmm. all curled up on her pillow. And we will talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Roni's Own Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.